a year since our last podcast on the Ukraine war. And, um, like a year the, and a few months. Yeah, in a few months, because we did start this back probably in February, March, I believe, when we first, yep. um, when it first kind of broke out. This was at the start of the war. We were kind of understanding the principles of it, and when, at, in that podcast, we talked about what we expected to happen, the impacts yeah. on the energy markets, um, the impacts of global uh, policy, and then a little bit yeah. of technology, what they might be using the war. And given it's been a full year, it's probably a good time to round back what's happened. What we and what we expect to happen in the future, and kind of a focus on technology. Um, obviously, we have to put a blanket statement out there. Um, whatever we say is going to sound biased. We do support the Ukraine uh, side of this conflict, the Ukraine-Russia war. Oh, it's a it's it's a controversial opinion that we support I, Ukraine. I just think you got to make it clear. Actually, that being said, if we say that we support Ukraine, there'll be a million Russian bots who will go into our podcast and say, "No, no, no Russians winning." So maybe this is a great for SEO. But yeah. for in deep seriousness, yeah. we are. Supporting Should we also Ukraine? put out like what well, maybe maybe not an apology for our la- for naming of our last podcast or no? Yeah, Patty, would you like to say some words to apologize? Well, hey, it wasn't me. I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, it was a group. It was a group decision. The, the, the thing is, we are we are as such a comedy podcast, but sometimes our I think comical probably, yeah. value needs to be suppressed at look, certain times. It's like, it's like, look, put Putin, put him where your money, where your mouth is. Yeah. Is, uh, I so. mean, we're not coming from a war or a battle or generalized point of view. We're just talking about the economical, geopolitical and engineering impacts of the war because wars do have these impacts and we're morally obliged to talk about it as engineers. And wars can be a surprising catalyst for technological change, which is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... We've done a whole podcast. Oh, we've done a huge one of how war and space... I think it was uh, was when we went to NASA's Deep Space Center, we talked to... Oh, who was it? Glenn Nagel. Glenn Nagel, what a legend. And he said the two things that have driven the civilization is war and space, Yeah, which you can really rush down to. But anyways, let's... Let's start let's with, in. well, let's go through some of the predictions that we made. So last time we kind of talked about the energy crisis because yeah. a lot of this, the origin of the war, we believe, is due to the control over the uh, Crimean Sea, the oil reserves there, the um, the right to pass oil to Europe from Russia. Yep. And by the sudden invasion of Ukraine, well, not sudden, a lot of people kind of saw it coming. I think there was people in uh, in 2020 that... It, it's like the whole China-Taiwan thing, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's known. It's, it'll happen at some point, but we didn't yeah. know it would be happen so soon. Uh, we always think it's later on, right? Uh, it's like the afterpay, right? It's not, it's not this time, it's later. Um, mm. But, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so, uh, you, you say that, then you get like a $5,000 in one week payment out. So yeah. it's kind of, I don't use afterpay, so uh, <laughs> highly suggest, yeah, I highly suggest <laughs> no one uses it. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> but back then, we, I mean, Russia had huge sanctions put against them. Ukraine um, and all of Europe were in high demand for uh, gas. Yeah. Um, and so something that we could talk about right now is, yeah, for the last while, it was extremely high, and it still is quite high, but it's really coming down, and there's a few reasons for it. One, Russia, oh, well, the Northern Hemisphere is going into summer, so the demand for energy is really kind of tapered off, yeah. and a lot of these countries did find new ways of getting gas into the, the market, and so they're not reliant on Russia anymore, which is yeah. a scary thing, because Russia, half of its economy is owned is just gas. Literally, gas yeah. trading. Second largest gas producer, third largest oil producer. Yeah. And so for them to now realize there's no market for their gas besides moving it to, say, India or to, like, uh, China, for example, it's it's really devalued their gas. And the other countries are, are getting more comfortable with not importing Russian gas, which is great 100%. to see. Because, yeah, so, like, 
at the time, Europe saw it, well, actually now speaking, Europe's seen a decline in natural gas consumption by more than 20%. Mm. And 68% of LNGs now are being exported um, to the EU from US. And now Germany has declared to build an LNG terminal for gas imports. So yeah. they are being reactive in that sort of sense. Yeah, it's, it's great to see. And these are long-term investments. And then Russia will be paying the price for their actions. Their status be, yeah. as like a super supplier for yeah. gas gone. They yeah. will lose that status. Well, like Russia's GDP was similar to Australia. Yeah. Like the fact that they're holding this war, they were considered a superpower, but they have an equal GDP with a country of like just under 30 million is pretty wild to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the other things actually we made a prediction on uh, was the idea of potential force conscription. Kind of on the money on that one, weren't we, lads? <laughs> We we thought that oh there might be some conscription coming yeah. into play and like a few like a hundred thousand people have been brought and the prisons have been emptied out for the Wagner troops mm. Prokofiev's yeah. troops and that entire battle of Bakhmut, um, it's pretty intense it's brutal, how yeah. how actual brutal it was and the thing is they they did interviews with people going into conscription and went look it's I'm here to serve my country they they do what they have to do do they really believe in it some of them really do. Yeah. Some people are kind of on the fence. Mm. But the Even ones, like some Australian trips are voluntary. Like, I, I want to go fight. There's, there's been a few. Actually, there's been some really interesting um, people who've gone over and are doing non-combat roles. They're combat serving operators, but they've decided, no, 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 I'm not serving the US or the Australia or UK or uh, France, but just, I'll be a minesweeper. Yeah. And mad respect to Volodymyr Zelensky for like he's just championess during this whole thing. He has, a ki- honestly, king of spin. He has been so good in terms of being the face of that war. Yeah. And he has brave face. Again, he was a TV, he's a sh- comedic, he was a TV comedic, star. Yeah. Comedic actor, yeah. Yeah, he's incredible. And he's just like, a, mm. he's just, just become a face. Gone on the front line and he's just like, all right, what do I do? I'm the yeah. president. Like, what do I do to help you guys out? I don't know anything. Well, I think he, he he's but not, I, do. I don't know what to do. I will do whatever it takes. That's and it, he yeah. has done it. He has he has been such a steadfast leader for Ukraine. I think like the lead, I look at a leader like that. I'm like, that is an ideal leader. Someone who yeah. goes in, never been in that situation. Someone who is willing to listen to his, like, I uh, guess, ad- ad- adversaries. His cabinet. Not adversaries, yeah. sorry. Advisories. And yeah. then, you know, what do I do? Help yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the solution? Yeah. And then implement that and see how it works. And that's exactly what we've seen. Yeah, he, he's chosen his allies very well. Back on, say that. back on the energy thing, one of the predictions I made is because we lose like our biggest, because Europe loses their biggest import of um, oil, it's going to push renewable projects quite a bit. So the stat that I got here was like, so the Euro, EU actually pledged to reduce emissions by 40% and attain 32% renewables before the war. That's now changed to increase emissions reduction by 57% and increase renewables to 45%. So, odd prediction is that the war has brought decarbonization forward by about five to ten years. So I don't know how accurate it is, but you know, well, yeah, when pulling. the price of energy triples, you go, well, this renewable project that we're going to build in five years, this looks really good right yeah. now. Let's go. If you're going to have to spend a few hundred billion anyways on gas prices, you might as well spend a little bit more and well, then drop the price like crazy. That's right. And yeah. I was, I think, I disagreed with you at the time. Where I said, ah, oh, but instability of financial services, they're not sure which ways it's going. I don't think they would. I, the fact that I'm proven wrong is incredible. And I'm very, very happy I am. But your same argument about financial stability is also the reason they would go that way. You literally just said, like, because, you know, that if they're going to lose money anyway, you may as well go, all right, why yeah. shouldn't I spend another well, $100 billion? That's what on- we've learned, yeah, yeah, at the time, because I thought it was so murky banks and interest rates and whatever was going on commodity prices and developers they weren't sure it yeah. was risky right you're looking at a 30-year investment during a war 
what does that look like? Will you even be there in a year's time? Like, yeah, one of the biggest commodity exporters, I believe, lost like fifty billion dollars the week the war started. So yeah, it was just like very reactive. Even Germany at the time, they had like nineteen nuclear power plants to shut down. Sixteen of them already shut. They go, uh, I'm not going to shut them. They delayed the them for down. the winter, yeah. yeah, just to like get them through. So I think yeah. it's it's amazing. Like, and we've we've done the podcast on war and how you know it pushed that innovation. And it's sad that it happens because of, of war. The necessity all, of war demands technology, yeah. But it's also like, well, I mean, it is a good outcome that we're seeing now Europe, one, they yeah. can cut Russia off, and two, they can push their own projects up. Yeah, it is, it's, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't ever want to see renewables come in at the cost of blood, but, yeah. it, but this but it's, it's, it is it's something effect, of an yeah. externality of this war, which, uh, read it into it as you might, it's, it is better to see renewable projects come in, gas dependency go out. Uh, I don't think any country should be dependent on anything from another. Is, is gas dependency going out though? Like I thought they were replacing the gas that they've lost where they can in well, some areas. Well, if they are reducing gas dependency on Russia and they're, yeah. they're relying more on more expensive, but trade partners that they can they have long-term agreements with and they can trust. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, that's also a temporary Band-Aid for... The as renewables come in and cover the place. Yeah, all of them have pledged to have more energy reliance. I mean, Australia, we're terrible in this. Our we only have like I think it's four weeks of fuel in our country. If we wanted to cripple Australia, just stop and put a trade embargo on gas. Yeah, and then the entire economy will stop within a month. Maybe don't tell the world that, but cool. No, it's it's well it's known. Fact. No, yeah, it's well known. Can... We had one reserve at Cornell, the Cornell Gas Reserve. They shut that down. They turned that. Oh, I think now it's like a transport hub, but it's it was supposed to ha- have like the eastern seaboard supply of gas. Turn that off. Why? Why would we need that? It's expensive. Mm. Uh, liberal government try to privatize and yeah. sell. Um, and ever since, we are so dependent on, on the Middle East for fuel. It's wild. So that's why I'm one of the reasons I convince people to go electric. Is like, do you want to have your car just switched off and die? because of a Middle Eastern power or uh, an external power just says no more fuel for you, Australia. I mean, everyone's, everyone's sick of fueling out their whole car for $150. Anyway, that's why people are yeah, going electric. You've got a vice grip on your balls, honestly. It's, it's absolutely terrifying. Anyways, but yeah, so the, the energy market is, uh, it has driven more renewables, which I'd love to see. Yeah. Yeah, but it has also driven like farmers up, I guess, in Europe because like, um, like uh, Russia were one of the biggest suppliers of wheat. So like initially they saw like the cost of wheat almost... Uh, more than double actually I, I believe it was Ukraine was the supplier of wheat and Russia was embarg- put a trade embargo on their ships out I'm not sure yeah I, I, no so Russia was a supplier of fertilizer as yes, well correct. so that's and that's yeah. where it went hand in hand so the, the price of wheat actually more than double but now it's actually come back to pre-war normals with the yeah. war still going on so like I guess the response from Europe's been and Ukraine has been very impressive like Ukraine still not being a part of NATO but how NATO's actually been able to help indirectly mm. help Ukraine, like oh, by supplying yeah. of weapons and whatnot. I would almost say direct help at this point. Like it's, it's they're just like, hey, yeah. we're giving more things to Ukraine today. Like, dude, I, think- I was I was reading through a report of what Ukraine has received in the last month. This is wild. They received, oh, United States wouldn't block F-16s on the May 19th, May 15th. UK gave them storm shadow missiles, May 14th. France gave them several battalions of light tanks, May 13th. Germany gave them $2.7 billion in um in equipment may 12th belgium gave them 92 euros in aid um half of which was in the the form of arm attack this goes on may 10th um 450 gurabi armored medical vehicles from brazil may 9th united states gave them 1.2 billion like i can go yeah. back this is the last like seven announcements and they're all in may and there's like another well, there's another five in may so yeah we, we when we did the first like um episode on this we talked about it 
as if we assume, oh, this is probably going to be over soon because like of how much Europe can help. But it obviously dragged on like it did. But I found it amazing how Ukraine sort of started with like Russian-made military equipment that mm. was probably second-hand me down. They just happened to have, and it wasn't really you know of much help. But then using the high-tech westernized weapons, the one I found most amazing is um, the HIMARS system. So I don't know if you I wanted to like talk about the HIMARS. The, the high-mobility sure. artillery rocket system. So it's like a light multiple rocket launcher that can be deployed by you know a carrier. And then its beauty of it is it can launch like a number of rockets and then quickly escape the battlefield. So it's like mm. it's used to like shoot and scoot. I think is like one of the um <laughs> one of the ways. So it was supplies in supplied supplied in June of 2022. And yeah, like I said, it uses the wheel platform to shoot and relocate. And it's significantly disrupted Russian plans with over 100 targets hit. So it's it's done quite a bit of damage on Russia. Defensive damage, so we can be clear. Yeah. Ukraine has 20 of them. And it's like the most incredible and I guess what I'm impressed by is the PRSM rocket, which has an advanced GPS antenna to ensure accuracy. Mm. Like that's so cool. Like it, you know, it's, I shouldn't be referring to it as cool, but like, it's just amazing it, how it was. I mean, the Ukrainians literally said it was the backbone of their offensive back in late. Uh, was it autumn? Last yeah. year, yeah, it it really was the reason they would hit command centers, just cause disruption, then push forward with their troops. It was firing over their troops as they pushed forward. It was so practical. The fact that Ukraine then only only had twenty of them, right? Yeah, but it was so critical. And the thing is, like one of the predictions I made in the first podcast is like this is going to take away, um, I guess figuring out using things like AI and computers and all the stuff we want to learn. It's because yeah. it's pushing more of the pressure on supplying more tanks they've hit two birds in one stone here so they've gotten yeah. more tanks which use a computer aid system i don't know if it's full ai to reload and I would, no clarification it's not a tank it's a uh, long-range artillery it, it isn't yeah long range is a bit the way like the fact that it's on wheels and you can move it around and it can shoot it's not it's not exactly a tank yeah. but similar functionality yeah, and the war so, historian inside but, me is kind of like ah, oh, but actually but yeah they no. don't need tanks yeah, yeah like when you've got that why do you need a tank because it's not as much a frontline conflict yeah, as it, you know it, i mean it's got a range of 500 kilometers yeah accurate to like a few hundred I was, like 10 i was gonna say something. 320 miles but i don't know how much we hate yeah yeah, yeah imperial nah. system even the, even the weapon sellers will tell you in kilometers because why would you ever use them anyways um, but yeah, 500k's max range. I don't believe they've gotten the missiles for that though. They've probably got a reduced range because yeah. uh, one of the things I want to talk about in this technology war and the HIMARS system and whatnot was the idea of being given weapons but not given enough weapons to strike at Russia. Yeah. And you're right. Like the, these HIMARS systems were incredibly valuable. And in speaking of tanks, they are getting tanks. They are getting the European Leopard tanks, which for a long time the US were like, this is a really, really powerful weapon. Yeah. And eventually, they, Poland was the one who would always shut the fuck up and give them the tanks. Yeah. If Germany, you don't prove it, I don't care. I'm going to give them my tanks. Even though you made them, I'm going to give it to them. And then Russia went, oh, no, sorry, US went, okay, one, we'll give them the M4A1 Abrams. Yeah. Which was on par, the, the same generation as the Leopards. And then Germany dumped the, the Leopards to them now. And all of this is in preparation for a spring offensive. We all know the analogy, never attack Russia in winter. Ukrainians know this quite well. Yeah. They've guarded quite a few billions of dollars of weapons for this offensive. Their, their defensive strategy has been quite impressive. Um, their, their Bakhmut um, like defensive has been nothing short of incredible. Like They, they called it Operation Meat Grinder. Yeah, if it gives you an idea of what they plan to do, is to grind even the even like down. even like forcing um like Russian air forces to be in low low atmosphere because like of how they well they defended their air force. So like yeah. if they go higher, gone. Like yeah. they will literally blast the Russian air force um cadet or cadet or troop. 
Well, they probably could at this point. They're probably burning through quite a bit of their forces. One of the things mm. I thought was, again, what weapons US had decided to give and not to give, right? So they gave them the high Mars, but they didn't give them the full range. They, um, the, U, the UK are giving them, I just kind of mentioned it, but the Storm Shadows long-range scram missiles. Mobile launches that, if they gave them the full one, they can hit Moscow. Yeah. It is a 1.5-ton missile with a 450-kilogram warhead. Yeah, is this the anti-radar missiles? No. Okay. no that, you're, thinking, you're thinking of the Patriot system? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah, talk yeah. about that one in another one. No, so that's, no, but would you rather have that happen or would you rather have the ICC carry out their arrest warrant on uh, Vladimir Putin and you, one of his you supporters? You couldn't arrest him. How are you going to arrest him? How are you going to arrest him? No, if but, you arrest no, him, but he presses I'm, the red I'm, button. No, I'm saying that as a high fifth, like, what would you rather have? What would you rather have? I, no, well, this missile is not designed for assassination. It's you're design, not going to kill the guy. It's designed for destruction, isn't it? It's Yeah. But they'll use this missile. So what they say is at max range, if they gave them the Storm Shadow, which they won't, they'll give them the export version. It has a max range of 320 versus like 600 or something kilometers. Yeah. This will be really useful for ground-based long-range attacks, but not long enough. So UK, UK, um, France, uh, the US, they're not giving them enough mm. weapons to strike back at Russia, but just enough to defend their borders. Yeah. Which I think is... It's a weird strategy because it is like the bleeding edge of technology. What do we give? What do we not give? Yeah. And uh, But we'll go back to the Patriot system because that's another great system. And it's also on that border of, ooh, are we, on the, are we too much into attacking Russia versus defending? So the Patriot system is a, a system of little radar system and batteries. They're designed to take out long missiles. And the, the Russians have come out with this kind, uh, the Kinzar missile system. It's a ballistic missile. Unlike the scramjets or the scram missiles, which have detections in them to stop them being shot out, the Kinzar is just really quick. It's like 350 meters per second. So it's just super quick. And they're like, we are too fast. Our uh, US system cannot stop. And then they fired them at Kiev and the Patriot system like stopped all of them bar one. Yeah. I would say that's very successful. I mean, if it misses, then okay, we'll... And they said like, oh, we took out the Patriot missile system. I, I feel like I'm... <laughs> I feel I like, like Borat. Yeah. yeah, he's not like Borat there. Yeah, God, Russian, we took out the Russian Patriot system. There we go. <laughs> yeah, um, you're coming across more Borat slash Mario. Yeah, yeah I know. It's uh, not good. Sorry. I'll stay away from the interpretation. But the problem with the Patriot system is it's designed to stop missiles and shoot down aircraft. Yeah. And recently, it's... four aircraft went down over Russian air. Yeah, and, I, they, and they just said, oh, we misfired. The Russians say we misfired because they don't want to say the Patriot system took them down. I hope you got the nerd sound cute because it's like when the dwarves launch back at the elves in Battle of the Five Armies. Uh, the extended nerd. scene. Big nerd. But it, like, it's exactly yeah. what it is. It's made to deflect arrows but also take out their armor. Yeah. So. Well, that's the thing is, like, I guess the US, when they gave them these weapons, said, look, this is designed to stop aircraft coming over your cities and long-range missiles. But now the Ukrainians have it. They go, well, now we can actually take out their aircraft the moment they take off. Well, this Why is, wouldn't we use yeah, it? They've actually forced like forced uh, Moscow into a position of defense here as well, which is embarrassing for Russians because they don't have a defense strategy. No, yeah, it's 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 incredible to see what. And the thing is, like Ukraine's military, uh, sorry, Russia's military are fighting publicly, fighting with each other. Yeah, they shout at each other. Uh, Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner um, PMC, he screams, oh, "I didn't know weapons here. We're not well, pushing. We need more I, troops." Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I, I think like the consensus with Putin was like, "We're going to go in. Ukraine's going to submit. Like, Within a they, month, they are yeah. not going to fight back." Yeah. So they had no follow-on strategy. It was just no, like well, go in, attack, take. Same for Crimea, right? No, yeah. well, he probably also had the same thought process that a lot of people had as as we had when i was like oh my god no more power supply no more oil no more whatever 
but the time we didn't it, know. But he had like he thought he had that upper hand, being like, "Oh, no one's going to back U- yeah. Ukraine because if so, oh, I'm just going to pull out on every all oil. oil." And there was like, "Well, it, he we called his bluff. He called his bluff, and it's called it badly because yeah. even if because no, 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 we called his bluff. yeah, 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 absolutely. And <laughs> even if Russia had won that war within a month, it would have taken five years before some of the sanctions would have lifted. Even if. I'm saying like a like a very so, progressive approach there, no, but now they'll never accept the Russian oil ever again. It's yeah. gone. No, it's gone. It's gone past the point of no return. I feel like there was mm. a point where things could have been negotiated or things could have been yeah, uh, pe- peacefully retreat. done. However, once they invaded and even like no not, more Maccas, no, no not, more Maccas, no more Gucci either. Not even no. that's gone. I honestly yeah. don't even reckon that was the last straw. I reckon it's like one month to like three months into it yeah everyone was like nah okay like you've literally fucked yourself bro oh he's yeah. he's really struggling so no, there's gonna be he, yeah. so literally he's either gonna go to prison or he's gonna be just killed somehow you reckon you reckon I, like no, someone his ministry might just no i'm not even that i just reckon it's just like how, how else will this end well, like no yeah. how, how is this gonna end like there's only two x there's only two things how i can see either russia russia will win it was, at, at the end of the day this is literally a game no. to some people who are in a boardroom like we are I, right now looking mm. at a map you know so, you're right this is a they so, say war is uh, a game played by old men where young people die exactly yeah. yep. so yeah, so yeah. there's gonna be two ways that this game for them ends either we lose as in russia loses or um ukraine loses so, and either way, people are going to die. And at the end of the day, one of these leaders is going to probably either be arrested or perish. Actually, Putin has displayed a lot more incompetence than we're making out. So, like, any time you fight in a war, they have what's called the special period, which is, like, when you mobilize, like, you go for your stockpiling, your categorizing, organizing your resources because mm. it's a war. You need it, you know, it's like hiring yeah. staff. Like, it's sounds dark, but it's what's called, it's like, um, you need that with a major war. So, you, you're pretty much prepared. That was completely missed by Russia. They they did like, oh, we don't need a special period. So they've missed a ton of defensive strategies for Moscow. Yeah. So the level of incompetence from Vladimir Putin is absolutely horrendous yeah. on his behalf. Like, so what you're saying is if it's either Russia's going to win or, or Ukraine's going to win, whatever. I think Russia, like my prediction is, has already lost because yeah. Ukraine's been preparing for this. Actually, I don't know this for no, a fact. No, ever since the Crimean invasion. they Which is 2014 or 15? 14, I believe. Yeah, so 2014, they've been preparing for this. So they have probably scripts ready to go on what they're going to do. Whereas yeah. to me, Russia's just like, oh, now they're playing it by ear, which is not going to yeah. work in a full-scale well, war. I think we can agree that Russia expected Crimea too. They wanted to yeah. roll through within a week, take, take the area and say it's ours and just do it slightly bigger this time. But since Crimea, Zelensky took over and he was like, oh no, because the Crimea invasion happened the day Zelensky was, was sworn in. Yeah, like he was. Oh, I need to double check it. But shortly after, he said, "I pledge my allegiance to the European Union and to NATO, more or yeah. less." And Russia didn't like that. So yeah, but that, that was the thing. Like, what's there's a whole argument that the only reason Putin has done this is because he's worried Ukraine will join NATO, and then it will be like a back. Now he's galvanized them into joining. So NATO. yeah, rather like okay, that, and that's my argument. Whether you're right or wrong about that, if you're making that argument, is look at the damage he's done. There were ways around this. You could have negotiated. You could have come to an agreement. You could have come to a peace agreement. Look, you join NATO, but this is our agreement. You break this, you're like you're liable. Yeah, absolutely. So why was that? Why was that social political like? ideology missed it's my big question of this whole war i know we're not going to have the we're not going to be able to answer yeah. it here but i think that's my biggest takeaway from this is why did they miss that and two 
the the Russian media, like you speak to Russians, like oh, no. so I met a few Russians who live in Australia during this who only listen to Russian media, and like man, do not trust what you're hearing in America. It's not true. I'm like, but why is your news more credible than yeah. what I'm hearing in America? Like, yeah. there's literally videos on social media of this happening live. You can see the damage. Oh, absolutely, and you you're absolutely right. I think, I mean, we always talk about the fog of war, right? Yeah. What is actually true and what Russia will claim or what Ukraine claim, they're both probably not correct. They're not factually true. They always have a lens that they're trying to show. Always biased, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like, Ukraine have been quite open with their media and they have said, we've lost a lot of troops. But, like, Russians' losses are, like, five times. Even on the low estimates of their of their local reports, I think they just said they went over 233,000 yeah. deaths. Which, just to clarify, is more deaths than the U.S. sustained during the Vietnam War. They did that in a year. Well done, Russia. <laughs> Bloody hell. Record breakers. But it's just shocking because there's fog of war. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't really trust everything that Ukraine says about the yeah. war. Obviously, they're trying to spin a story. But so is Russia. But you can see where sometimes truth lies. Oh, I didn't use this. I didn't use that. Well, you've just lost a city. No, well, you th- did <laughs> retreat Russia. I think, uh, but I think a lot of the time when the uh, this is, and this is honestly an opinion. This is not fact or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just you. I think you get more, you get more out of the people that actually leave the country. So all the refugees that have left, they're now coming to here. They come into the UK. They're going everywhere in the world. Like literally a hundred meters from my doorstep, yeah. there is a what? there's like a there's a pizza place, a mm-hmm. new one, and the head chef there is from the Ukraine, and yeah. he is uh, doesn't barely speaks English. Yeah, so, so what yeah. you're saying is an opinion. It's actually a fact. Like, there are people who have come here as refugees and they've actually yeah. said to but like... Then, but then he tells me, oh, and I just ask him because I think we're good friends. And so how was... Uh, so can you tell me how you got here? And it's, just, it's, just, it's the most harrowing story. And it's just like, Jesus, how'd yeah. you... Like, how'd you, how'd you survive? Like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to reiterate it because it's just... It's not mine to tell. It's, it's also a story shared by millions now. Exactly. Yeah. So everyone, I think the... I don't know what I think anymore. I'm just—it's very disheartening to learn learn about this, especially from people, especially from kids that are now just been have to, who are completely displaced to learn a language in a forced into a country they didn't really want to be. All of a sudden, yeah, just because of another country's opinion but I on think, oil. But I think the I think a good way to look at this is not just is impacting people; it's also impacting our environment because a lot of the time, wasn't. Uh, were they targeting a lot of nuclear facilities for a long, long time? A oh, lot of, yeah. a lot of, um, I, I think someone from the Netherlands, like one of the Netherlands, like Norwegian people, like mm-hmm. those summits, they were saying that they were deliberately targeting yeah. these power plants, and, and they were trying yeah. to say, "Don't hit Chernobyl, please, for the love of God, don't hit it again." Well, it, not even Chernobyl, because there's a couple of other nuclear like yeah. facilities I mean, there. So, and, a, honestly, if you just hit any of them, it could be another yeah. Chernobyl too. Yeah, Chernobyl it's, harder. Which is, and you're right. I mean, we've seen Russia has gone after infrastructure, highly populated civilian areas for no real reason besides breaking morale. It's shocking. Yeah, because like we talk about the the cost this is going to have on Russia, but one thing Russia did has had over Ukraine is making sure the cost for them is going to be like colossal as well. So like they've estimated the cost to rebuild Ukraine. This is from September 2022, so it might be different yeah. between then and now is about 349 billion dollars to rebuild mm. which was actually bigger than ukraine's gdp before the invasion happened so it doesn't matter who wins yeah. like ukraine i think we can all agree no one wins this as humanity well, we've I'm, gone just, I'm, I'm just going to read something from a very hist- very accurate website wikipedia yeah. so of 
of uh, so of May 2023, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation of the last name, apologies, said peace negotiations to end the Russo-Ukrainian war were not possible at this moment, saying it was clear that Russia and Ukraine are completely absorbed in this war and are convinced they can win. So both sides think they can win. Both sides are not going to concede. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, yeah. I think it's absolutely on the point. So I think, I, honestly, I don't, I think that's the best place to end. Yeah. And this is like, it's got, it's, look, uh, this, this, this is giving off Vietnam War vibes. It, this, co- is, cold, this is Russia's this, Vietnam. The, like, yeah, the cold, but it, it, it does mimic the Cold War yeah. quite a bit. No, yeah. no, no. This no, is no, no, way, no. oh, no, more, I guess no. Yeah, Vietnam was part of the Cold War. Yeah. No, it's, it's like, an extension of it. It's actually, it's more like both people, yeah. both, both, both countries believe they can win even though we're in one of their countries. And the worst bit, I think, is regardless of how this conflict goes, this war will continue even after the battlefield. It's like the war in the Middle East, right? That's always going to be ongoing. Yeah, which I is, mean, yeah like there, w- there will be continued conflict between Russia and its allies against effectively the rest mm. of the world. So it yeah. will, this will con- even if the war ends today... Like if the battle ends today, the war will continue tomorrow. I I did want to spread a bit of like hope in in like you know the people mm. listening mm. of like the in, so we talked about the incompetencies of Russia during this war, and I've got like a list of things they kind of screwed up and shot themselves in the foot, and in my opinion, embarrassed themselves. Give so us like, a list. So the Russian forces have now as have now been forced out of half the conquered territory. I did put mm. my uh, explanation mark. I mean, my that was in quotation, quotation marks. Yeah. Yep. So Moscow is practically on the defensive now. Ukraine have used suicide drones to attack the black ships. The oh, the black the, ships Sevastopol. In that was incredible yeah. seeing those fires. Are you talking about yeah. like the Black Sea? The Black Sea, no. yeah. 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 Sevastopol yeah. was like the main city in Crimea. And they've been using submarine drones recently. Yeah. It goes under and towards where the, the oil will be dispatched into a ship and blows it from underneath the water. Can I, can I just say, incredible. as someone that watched like, occasionally like listens to this on the news mm. they never actually show where these countries are because even though i know where ukraine kind of situates on a map i don't know where these cities oh. situate on mm. w- within the map it's like when someone comes to australia and it's like they're traveling and they're gonna have to say oh you know it's like can we it's, drive like going, to it's, it's like going to, oh I'm, I'm gonna go to uluru this weekend this weekend you're in sydney right now bro yeah. or you're like, in brisbane you're, you're in perth yeah. right now what are you doing that's it's like unscalable a, isn't it yeah. it's, not so, even that no it's the distance no, to get it's, to Alice Springs. it's just it's, it's like seven hours it's just flight. a name to me like, yeah so yeah. Crimea. what was the other city you said Sebastopol. Sebastopol. so yeah, I, they could be on the yeah i mean the size of the country i mean that's the thing that i want to talk about in australia we have sanitized news about ukraine it has to be a deliberate decision to stay very sanitized I mean, I, I every morning will Google what the current state of play of Ukraine is because there's a lot more impact. I, I look up. Our, I like, I like yeah, to start yeah. my mornings positive and end on a negative. Uh, no, yeah. SBS News first thing out of the door. <laughs> or Al Jazeera is really good. Yeah, before I wake talks. up. Yeah, yeah, straight up, just like Sorry. hit me up with the the most raw news because I don't want to have sparkles and dog stories. I want the fucking truth. What's so, happening in the world? Yeah, how's yeah. it affecting two, me? Two negatives yeah. make a positive. Speaking of positives, your list. Okay, next one. So Sean and I talked about this sort of a bit before, but the T-14 Armada tank. Um, so basically in 2021 was promised for the Russians. So this <laughs> yeah. is like a tiny tank. They haven't delivered a single one. It was it meant to be devastating tank. Show. Yeah, and like they teased it of like, oh, look, we're going to deploy these tanks and use it fucked didn't deploy a single tank today which is very embarrassing mm. so putin's threatened what he's called again in our quotation marks wonder weapons that he's called Sounds it like hitler at the end of world war yeah, II. exactly right, right. so these the things, wonder weapon guys are going to stop the world <laughs> that, i don't know if you've heard of this but there was something called the igorek which is a walking war machine it's like a massive robot <laughs> it's that, <an> <laughs> like walks around and can just like act like cause just absolute 
just anguish on the population. So it was shown in like a weapons expo in 2018 in Russia. It was absolutely terrifying. But it's now been proven that it just doesn't work and it was just a public stunt to scare people. Like there's no proof yeah, that it actually works. Yeah. But like the fact that someone, the president of a country has teased it as like, this is our, this is our way out and mm. this is what we're going to do and then hasn't delivered just shows he's all talk and no yeah. walk. Um, so the lack of funding that was also made to deliver a hundred planned fighter jets, like so Russian... Oh, the SU-57s was it or... Uh, I believe, I don't, I haven't noted it down, but what the point F-15. I'm trying to make in that is that they didn't financially plan this out right. Like they gave the wrong amount of funding to what they needed for fighter jets and other weapons and other things that they need. And then, so now, and this is, an, uh, one of the results of this is the Ukrainian airspace completely absent of these jets, these planned fighter jets. The, and like I mentioned, oh, actually, they claim the, the Russia claim they used one to do a bombing run, but no, there's no confirmation of it. Yeah, and the last one I did touch on this earlier, but the initial invasion of Russia had multiple lines of attack, and we saw the devastating effects in the first few weeks, but no follow-on force because they thought Ukraine would have put up this sort of resistance. Yeah. So, and like the list does go on, but this is like sort of what I pulled together to show that you know how much mm. they've actually shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. It's, it's quite surprising how reliant on old technology both sides have been, with the exception of the donated weapons from NATO and its allies. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that we're seeing the Kinzhal, which is a missile and built in the 1950s, being tutored as the best offensive weapon by Russia. Makes no sense. But, like, sense. but with be the whole West supplying um, Ukraine with these weapons, I find it great how quickly they've adapted and learned these as well. Because like, you've got to learn how to use these things. They're not like... Not like a toy car. Like the fact yeah. that they've learned it so quickly has been amazing. And also shout out to Elon Musk for using, you know, helping them with Starlink. Oh, uh, we don't. No, no, no. Don't talk about Starlink in Ukraine right now. It's pretty fucking messy right now. I th- Bath was pretty good because Starlink. What Starlink? Uh, we'll oh. talk about that. <laughs> but it's time. connected the commanders and like all the personnel quite well, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's now providing a several billion dollar bill to the Department of Defense to the U.S. It was free to start, but now it's a now subscription. It's like, to, yeah. Now it's like, okay, so let's, let's gonna... talk about this at a different time. Okay. Okay. I mean, I mean at, least, at least the technology was there. The, it's the thought that counts, but I do agree. Yeah. Like it's it, like giving heroin. Okay. I've, th- I've just made a, uh, a slight error in one of the facts I said before. Oh, so time I, to correct it. Get yeah. the so, fuck out. Uh, so yeah. I mentioned before that there is an, currently an arrest, arrest warrant on uh, Putin, Putin yeah. which is correct. Yeah. However, it's not for... It's, it's for, for war. It, it's for... It's, um, it's for child. It's for the uh, well during the Russian invasion. Uh, Russia has forcibly transferred thousands of Ukrainian yeah. children to areas under its control, assigned them Russian citizenships, and forcibly adopted them into Russian families, and created obstacles to have them being re- like reunified with their parents. <sighs> so the perpetrators of this are obviously um, the the commander in chief of uh, that fucking country, That's Vladimir cool. Putin, and also a woman named Maria Lvova. Beluva. She sounds yeah. evil. Well, I'm glad you. She, 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 like this is a picture of her. She honestly looks evil. A little she bit. looks evil too. She yeah. looks like to kind of give a. She looks like a blonde version of uh, Eva Brown. What Eva Brown? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was all. Wait, Eva Brown was also blonde. So uh, oh, is she? Uh, okay. Uh, allegedly. Look. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, but I didn't want, I didn't want to end yeah. this on a negative note, look, but I think look, it's I think it's important that we all know this. But I didn't, I just didn't well, realize that. Well, speaking of children, I'll end this on a wholesome note. Okay, good, good, so good. a crater that was actually caused by a Russian caliber missile on a children's playground left a massive, massive crater. There was nothing there. Has now been returned and reconstructed into a children's mm. playground. So they've used the crater to actually build a children's playground, which is like really wholesome. So a quote from like a, a, a Ukrainian Twitter. 
was the crater left by a Russian caliber missile on a children's playground in Kiev's downtown has now turned into a children's playground. This is Ukraine. This is resistance. That's nice. Thanks for listening. To see more Engineering Dads content like this, head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and I'll link below to see our other projects. Have a good one.